Welcome to the audio podcast of Morning Psalms and Prayers from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. A weekday devotional time in the Psalms. Good morning and welcome to Morning Psalms and Prayer. Today is December 28th. It's Monday. I trust you had a good Christmas and you're ready to get going again. We're going to get going this morning, starting off with a prayer from John Calvin from this little treasure of a book, Lifting Up Our Hearts. Let us pray. Grant, Almighty God, since you have pointed out to us the true way of safety, since you did perceive us all deficient in this respect, and since the law which ought to have given us life brought death through our transgressing it, Grant, we pray you, since you have set before us your only Son, in whom we may be reconciled and obtain the perfect righteousness that we need, that we may so embrace the grace that is offered to us in the gospel, that we may strive more and more to proceed in the pursuit of piety, till we arrive at length at the blessed inheritance that the same, your only begotten Son, has acquired for us. Amen. All right. We are in Psalm 135. This one is a little bit longer than some of the other ones we've been doing, but it's kind of one big train of thought, so we're going to be doing the whole thing today. Hear the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Give praise, O servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing to his name, for it is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel as his own possession. For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does, in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. He it is who makes the clouds rise at the end of the earth, who makes lightnings for the rain, and brings forth the wind from his storehouses. He it was who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, both of man and of beast, who in your midst, O Egypt, sent signs and wonders against Pharaoh and all his servants, who struck down many nations and killed mighty kings, Sinho, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan, and gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to his people, Israel. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your renown, O Lord, throughout all ages. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak. They have eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Nor is there any breath in their mouths. Those who make them become like them. So do all who trust in them. O house of Israel, bless the Lord. O house of Aaron, bless the Lord. O house of Levi, bless the Lord. You who fear the Lord, bless the Lord. Blessed be the Lord from Zion, he who dwells in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. So as we've arrived at this 135th chapter of the Psalter, you may have noticed that we've had some Psalms that sort of look like this and even sound like this before. This idea is that we're talking about false idols and then we're comparing what God has done for his people versus what false gods do. And that's the over, overarching theme in this Psalm today. So let's take a look at verses 3 through 6 and get an idea of what is the big picture here as we start out. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. He's good. Sing to his name. It is pleasant, for the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel his own possession. That's the first point, that God has chosen them. And so it, he is gracious to them. He has made them a people for himself. And then what do we see in verse 5? For I know that the Lord is great, and that our Lord is above all, smaller g, gods. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all deeps. 
In other words, God is awesome. God is in control. God is over all things, and he takes care of his creation. He has not abandoned it. He is in control. And then this psalm goes on to talk about, you know, God makes the clouds rise, but then it talks about something more specific, specifically relating back to what we talk about, how the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself. He struck down the firstborn of Egypt, uh, struck down many nations, the Amorites, uh, Canaan. Then we get down to verse 13. Your name, O Lord, endures forever. Again, there's this idea that God is not only all-powerful, but he is eternal. And then we're going to see a comparison. And we've seen so often in the Psalter this idea of contrast, right? Uh, we compare one thing to another, and it draws out the awesomeness of God. And here is a great example of that. God has moved in history, but what do the idols do? The idols of the nations are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak. They have eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Nor is there any breath in their mouths. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. So the idea here is that God is eternal. God remains. But these idols... They're just made by human hands. And as I've always, I've always been baffled. I think I mentioned this when we had this kind of language before in one of the Psalms. I, I've just always been baffled at the idea that uh, someone would bow down and worship something made by human hands. That, that blows my mind that someone would form something out of silver or gold or wood, and then they would consider that an object for worship. I, I just don't understand. But yet we know it happens. We see here, what are, they look like an idol, right? They have mouths but don't speak. All these things, they're just inanimate objects. And then what happens? Verse 18, those who make them become like them. You someday will become an inanimate object. You will have a mouth, but you will not speak. You'll have eyes, but you're not going to see. You'll have ears, you won't hear. And there will be no breath in you. That's the way it's going to be. You will not remain for eternity if, unless you have God who is the one who gives you these things. And so it's not only the people who make them. It's important that we see that here. It's not just the people who form these idols out of silver, but even the people who trust in them. So what is the psalmist saying? You people of Israel, God has done great things for you. He has made you a people for himself. Why would you go after idols? What are you thinking it's not just the people who made the idols who are going to be punished, who are going to ex experience the wrath of God. It's even those who trusted them because they are not eternal. They cannot save. So what does this mean for us? As I've said many times when we've looked at idolatry before, you know, we don't see idolatry. You know, I doubt any of us are going to go home, grab some wood out of the garage and make an idol and bow down before it. That's just not, that's just not what we do. But we do take other things. We take our own works uh, we take uh, fame, fortune, and we make idols out of those things, don't we? Money, that's a big one. Real temptation. But those things don't speak, they don't see, they don't hear, they don't breathe. And we do we want to trust in those things or do we want to trust in God? And so the challenge, I guess, for us, how we can apply this to our lives is, when's the last time you assi uh, assessed what your idol might be. What is it? And what are you doing to actively move away from that? What are you doing to say, uh, this is not a thing of holiness in my life. I need to move away from it. I need to pursue the things of God instead of this idol I've crafted. May we be 
honest with ourselves. May God's spirit be at work in us, convicting us of this, because it's important. It matters. We want to worship the God who is, this God who is described as awesome and mighty and great, and who has done things for his people, has made a people for himself, because that's who we are in Christ. So may we seek to destroy the idols, tear them down in our lives, and seek the one true God who has created a people for himself and loves us. Let us go to prayer. Almighty God, we praise your holy name today and give praise to you, for we are your servants. We praise your name, for you are good. We sing to your name, for it is pleasant, for you are great above all false gods. You do whatever you please. You make the clouds rise at the end of the earth. You make lightnings for the rain and bring forth the wind from your storehouses. As we begin this week, we humbly submit it to you. We pray for those who are going to work today and ask that you would keep them safe in their travels and in their jobs. For those who are staying at home, we pray that you would bless them with rest and that you would restore them. Regardless of where we are today, we ask that through your word and spirit, we would be reminded of your grace and that we would have attitudes of thanksgiving for what you have done for us in the Lord Jesus Christ. For we know that your name, O Lord, endures forever. Your renown is known throughout all ages, for you vindicate your people and have compassion on your servants. Blessed be the Lord. We praise your holy name. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Hope you have a good week. Take care. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our podcast feed so you don't miss an episode. If you would like more information on our congregation, you can find it at edgertonfrc.org. You can also watch the videos of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.